0: Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of The Moral Booster with John Uhulu. And today I have with me another very intelligent lady. Uh, she actually just got a house with her husband. Congratulations to you on that before we get started. Thank you. All right. So her name is Dr. Lilian Pedraza. Uh, she is a pharmacist by profession, and she is the founder of Debt-Free PharmD. So she is a financial coach, and today she will be sharing all the tips on how pharmacists can become debt-free from their student loans. So thank you, um, Lillian, for joining me on the program.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, my pleasure. So Lillian... I know we're going to have a very interesting discussion today because when it comes to student debt, student loans, you know, a lot of people are eager to know ways, tricks, you know, tips on how to remove that from their life. Considering the fact that you guys who studied medicine, pharmacy, took out so much money, would want you to share with us how you uh, managed to do yours but first of all, tell us who you are, because you will be in a better position to tell us what you do. Tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Well, as you said, John, uh, I'm Dr. Lillian Pedraza. I am uh, by profession a pharmacist, and I work currently in managed care for a health plan. That's what I do for my day job, as it were. And through the story that you're about to hear um, over the next few minutes, I was inspired to start a both a uh, company, as it were, and also a movement called Debt-Free Farm D. Um, you can search hashtag on Instagram or Facebook, hashtag Debt-Free D because what I want to do is promote more pharmacists who can pay off their student loans, become debt-free, because I feel that in the pharmacy climate today, there's a lot of pressure for people to potentially stay in jobs they don't want to because they have a crushing student loan debt burden. And so I feel that not only for, you know, as a person individually, is it amazing to be debt free. It's also amazing professionally because you're able to take risks that you may not normally take if you, you know, need a, a steady paycheck to be able to pay student loans, you know, mortgage, what have you. And so, really, not only is it something that I think is, you know, personally satisfying, but it's also something I feel is really good for the profession of pharmacy as a whole to allow innovation to take place if more pharmacists are debt-free.
0: That's awesome. That's a very nice one, there. and I must commend your effort because it's not easy for people to. Um, tell their stories you know everybody has a story but the problem we have or the challenges we face is that not everyone wants to share that story so I'm glad you're willing to share your story thank you for that presentation okay so how did you um, okay for how long have you been a pharmacist
1: I became a licensed pharmacist in the summer of 2016 so I'm right about to be at four years now
0: Wow. And and you paid off everything?
1: Yes. Uh, we became officially 100% debt-free in October of 2019. And that includes, you know, cars, credit cards, anything like that. Um, and at that time, we did not have a mortgage. And as you mentioned, we recently bought a house. So now we do have a mortgage. Uh, so I guess we aren't 100% debt-free anymore. But for a few months there, yes, we had absolutely zero debt.
0: Oh, okay. That's that's a great one. You know I like to hear things like this, because I know this story will definitely resonate to so many people, not just pharmacists so okay, so how did you develop interest in pharmacy?
1: Well, I was always interested in something in the medical field. It's kind of a typical story, I suppose, in some ways, I went to uh, college and pursued a degree in molecular biology. And along the way, I discovered that I most definitely did not want to work in a lab Uh, that just seemed (laughs) like a nightmare to me. And so I thought to myself, okay, I've got to pursue, you know, something that's, you know, I can do beyond just working in a lab. I didn't, you know, obviously didn't want to go for a PhD or anything like that. And there's not really many Uh, careers that you can have with just a basic molecular biology degree that don't involve working in a lab. So I said, okay, you know, medicine, pharmacy, of course, you know, my parents would have been very happy if I become a physician. And I decided not to go that route, because personally, I wanted to have a family one day. And I thought that, you know, I didn't want to commit so much time to my career, because then I would feel beholden to, you know, climbing that career ladder more so than a family. So I thought that maybe pharmacy would be a good compromise for me. I had enjoyed chemistry, organic chemistry um,
0: okay. during
1: undergrad. And so I thought, okay, you know, pharmacy seems like a good fit. I shadowed a pharmacist at a free clinic just to see if it was something that I felt like I could do on a day-to-day basis. And I, I really enjoyed what I saw working with that, uh, that pharmacist there. And so I, that decided to go ahead and apply to pharmacy school based on that.
0: Oh, okay. That's awesome. So um, now talking about the student loan, the ability for you to pay off that within four years, whose idea was it? Was it your idea or was it your spouse's idea?
1: Well, I was single at the time, so okay. it was definitely my idea.
0: <laughs> really? Uh, kudos to you. Kudos to you. All right. So Uh, Can you tell us how, okay, what advice would you want to give to those people who are currently waiting to hear how you managed to pay that off within four years? So just tell us what you did and what your advice to others would be.
1: I think my number one advice is to get mad at your student loans. The first thing is that you have to want to desperately, desperately, desperately be rid of them. And I think once you have that motivation at fire, whatever that may be, it may be that you want to change careers. It may be that you want to buy a house. It may be, you know, any number of things for each person. But you have to have some kind of underlying motivation that just makes you almost and I don't encourage this necessarily, but almost stay up at night like, oh, my goodness, how can I pay off these loans faster?
0: You You just
1: have to have that that burning fire inside you.
0: Okay, that's a good one. So does it mean one has to go strictly on a budget where you have your scale of preference and, you know, choose the thing to spend money on? Or do you have the tools required for people to really get this off their neck?
1: Well, like I said, when you're motivated, to me that says that you want to pay off your student loans quickly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in that context, you do have to be, you know, probably stricter than you might have to be if you're just saying, okay, you know, I'm going to have these student loans. Let me just pay them off, you know, using the least money as possible. Cause that is also an option. You know, some people would rather do it that way, spend out the least money and however long it takes is however long it takes. Right. But I definitely think that a budget is necessary and you're people right. think that budget is a dirty word, but really all a budget is, is a spending plan. And you're saying, this is how I'm going to spend my money. And, you know, that needs to reflect your priority. So if your priority is getting out of debt, then that spending plan should reflect like that priority, not priority of going on vacations or, you know, what have you. On right. the other hand, if you don't want to get out of debt quickly, then it's fine for your budget to reflect other priorities. And right. at the end of the day, what you really have to do is see what you're working with in terms of, you know, money coming in and how many priorities you're able to meet. And it's personal. So it's, it's really up to you. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. So um, currently you work with only pharmacists, I, I presume?
1: Well, anyone Central is welcome, but, but that's my passion as pharmacists. But, you know, anyone is welcome. I'm not going to turn you away because you don't have a
0: PharmD. Okay, okay. Not a problem at all. Okay, so during the course of your career as a pharmacist, have you mentored anybody? Have you talked people into getting into pharmacy?
1: I don't know that I've talked anyone into getting into pharmacy. Um, I've had conversations with people, you know, people reach out to me on LinkedIn. And so I do have, you know, several people that will message me, you know, periodically with, Different questions about how to get into pharmacy school, or you know what to do in pharmacy school is in terms of finances. Sometimes it's not about finances. Sometimes it is. So I do, you know, have those kinds of relationships. And uh, when I did work in a community pharmacy, I had an intern who I did mentor also um, in that more working intern type relationship. So it really has been kind of varied. Um, and we may get into this later, but right now in my current role, I actually work from home. So I don't have, you know, really direct oh. contact with anybody <laughs> to do that kind of mentoring. So, you know, I oh, focus really? is kind of elsewhere right now. Yeah.
0: Okay. When you say you currently work from home, are you talking about your pharmacy practice or the coaching practice? Which one?
1: Both actually. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: so so do they, do they allow some certain people work from home as pharmacists?
1: For the uh, the position that I have, I am a prior authorization pharmacist for uh, like a health plan, and okay. so my job is one hundred percent remote. My company actually oh. is not even headquartered in my state, so kind of would be whoa. difficult to work at the office. <laughs> whoa, whoa.
0: I, I I just I can imagine the the happiness you would have, and you I can imagine how happy your husband would be. You know, knowing fully well that he has a hundred percent access to you. And I don't know why I'm just knowing about this for the first time because like I told you before, I am into you know research as well. So I've hardly come across any pharmacist who said he or she works from home. And this is a good thing for my listeners to to know. Because a lot of people just have that assumption that all pharmacists they stand from morning till night, you know, Mm -hmm. which scares a lot of people. You know, I mentor children, um, young adults as well, and I know this would definitely make them have a rethink. Because a lot of them feel pharmacists stand too much, Mm you know. So I would like you to talk about this. How how did you manage to get into this remote role? Do you need like so many years of experience to get in or you can just get in after pharmacy school?
1: So it is possible to get into managed care after pharmacy school. And not every role is going to be work from home, obviously, but, you know, there are a significant amount of, of roles that either are or can be. And so as far as managed care, if you, during pharmacy school, take care to do, you know, like the summer internships with AMCP or similar, you somehow are able to work for a managed care company, you know, that may be in your city, um, that can be a way to kind of get your foot in the door. You'll probably, you know, be able to network better and meet people who would know about, you know, managed care positions that are opening up because on our team, we do have uh, one colleague that went directly into managed care you know after graduating pharmacy school Uh, the rest of us for the most part we worked in in, you know either retail or mail order after school and kind of transitioned in. so for me I actually was probably you know one in a million in that I wasn't referred to the position I found it you know job searching just like a normal person and applied and the situation just happened to be correct so that I was able to get hired they were looking for you know, pharmacists in my state rather urgently. And so that, you know, kind of translated into me getting hired. Um, so my, my experience is maybe a little atypical. Typically, I would say networking and, and who you know is kind of more how you would get this kind of position. And of course, you can know someone right out of school. You know, it's how you set yourself up.
0: Right. That's a good one. You just said that because without information, you would just be doing the same thing everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it also has to do, like, for example, in the clinical research, they have clinical research monitors who work from home remotely, and you have those who work in-house, you know, Mm office-based. So if you do not have the right information, if you do not network with people who are doing these other things you do not know, it's always a problem for you to find out or to know what's going on. And that's why... I have decided to come up with this program where we can bring in professionals like yourself to come and share their experiences to teach us what we don't know mm-hmm. because life is all about networking so I really do appreciate you for saying this. Thank you very much so would you would you be willing to accept emails or messages from people for you to mentor them on or rather for you to guide them on how to Um, get into this type of remote roles as pharmacists.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I do, you know, even now receive messages on LinkedIn or what have you, and, you know, I'll do my best to assist the person as I can. Um, So, you know, I'm definitely open to that.
0: Right. That's a good one. Okay. So um, outside the financial challenges that you encountered, you know, the student loans and, does that what other challenges do you currently encounter as a pharmacist
1: well i mean i would say i probably don't encounter that many challenges right now i i have you know probably what most people would dream of in terms of you know being able to work from home things oh, like that yeah, yeah. you know i mean i really don't have any complaints honestly that's I a dream
0: what, come true yeah I, I know what it feels like.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing right now, you know, we're remodeling our house. And so oh, okay. living, living in that
0: <laughs> transition
1: yeah. is a little bit frustrating, but I mean, you know, it's temporary. So. oh,
0: Okay. So, but at times do you get fed up of working from home?
1: No, I don't really? think so. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. You know, I, I really do. I, uh, was homeschooled as a child. And so I'm used to being at home, okay. um, you know, most of the time anyway. And so for me, it's not really a big, you know, adjustment. It's nice too, because we have flexibility in our schedule. So for example, every Wednesday from ten, to, from 10 to 12, I'm able to go to a women's Bible study at my church. And okay. so, you know, I have Opportunities like that where, you know, I do get out of the house and, and do other things and I'm able to be, you know, more flexible than I would be if I were working, you know, at a CVS or a Walgreens or something like that.
0: Right, right, right. Okay. So definitely, I was going to ask you what the work-life blend looks like, but, you know, absolutely, you know, from your job description now, that shouldn't be a problem because you already you already have that work-life balance.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we do, you know, work weekends and holidays and things like that, but because we have such a large team, we're able to split, so I only work every fifth weekend, and then typically, I think we, all of us either cover Thanksgiving or Christmas, not both, one or the other, in alternates per year, and then you usually only cover maybe one other holiday um, during the year, so really, I mean, even though you do have, you know, those holidays that you have to work, it's not, you know, it's nowhere near what you'd be looking at and, you know, pretty much every other profession.
0: Right, so. right, right, right. Okay. That's cool. So regarding your financial coaching, you you currently do remote sessions for now, I guess.
1: Yes, I do.
0: Okay. So if you want my listeners to reach out to you and those people who are interested, uh, what would be the best form of contact you want them to reach you on linkedin or where are you on all social media platforms
1: so i'm on linkedin uh at dr lillian pedraza i'm also on facebook and instagram at that same at dr lillian pedraza and if you want to get in contact with me most directly probably easiest to email me and my email address is hello at LillianPedraza.com. I also have a website which is LillianPedraza.com. You can, you know, go there and browse and peruse. But the you know, the most direct way to contact me would be
0: via email. Okay. So uh, to my listeners out there, Dr. Pedraza has a very unique name. So when you search for her, I doubt if you would find too many. So just as you see the name on the screen right now, go to LinkedIn, you know. Go to her website. Her website is her first name and last name.com, right? Lillian So yes, she, yeah, she will be able to give you tips, especially for those people who are interested in getting into pharmacy. Uh, mm-hmm. You should know by now that there are possibilities of you working remotely. So not everyone stands at Walgreens <laughs> or CBS or in the hospital. All right, so feel free to always reach out to her. She is a nice person. You know, you see how she's always smiling. That's how you know people who are serious about helping people. So she will not turn you down. Reach out, please. Uh, So I have one other question for you, uh, Lillian. Uh, Do you have an advice for those people who... um, are thinking of getting into pharmacy, but they feel the duration of the program is discouraging. Do you have any advice for that?
1: I would say that four years is going to go by a lot quicker than you think it is. I wouldn't let the, you know, the idea of four years deter you. And if it's the idea of four years of of sitting in a desk and, you know, taking tests, just know that that last year is clinical. So you're actually in the field as it were, you know, practicing in different settings of pharmacy to kind of get your feet wet and see what's out there. So really you only got to do three years of, you know, book learning as it were. Um, And if you're really, you know, even that's too much, there are, schools of pharmacy out there that have three year programs so it okay. could be done in you know even less time and even you know, less time of book work so i would say if it's truly you know what you want a when going into it have a plan you know know what you're going to do make sure you're building a network making you know a good impression at going through school and then be you know don't don't count too much on the time because it's really it's really not that much time once you're in it
0: okay that's a good one. That's a great advice. So for those of you in the healthcare uh, sector, you know what it takes to, you know, to get the program done with. You take so much money and you owe so much money. But Lillian was able to pay off hard debt within four years. That is not an easy task. So if you are in that situation where you're struggling with paying off your student loan. Feel free to reach her. She will be able to give you financial advice. She coaches people. That's what she does for a living. So don't feel you can embark on that journey alone. Reach out to people who have done it in a much easier way so they can share their experience with you. So in life, your destination or where you're heading to becomes easier when you have people who guide you so you won't make the mistakes that they made. So if you're looking for a financial coach, reach out to Dr. Lilian Petraza. She is the best person for you at this point. Am I right, Lilian?
1: You're absolutely correct.
0: Awesome, that's good. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you need to get back to your um, work. You're working on your new house. I can yes. imagine I can imagine how excited you are to get all the paintings everywhere. You know, put the paintings, put all the decorations and so on. Uh so let me allow you to go back to that. Thank you for joining me on the program. And I hope you would come back when next I reach out to you for another episode.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'd love to love to speak with you. It's been it's been awesome.
0: All right, thank you very much.